in the Boys of Public Enemies, Chuck D. Bring the noise. Network. I am Charlie Taylor and this is What's Good. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Um, I'm going to make this very quick because I've just closed my window and I feel like if, <laughs> if I have my window closed for longer than five minutes I start to develop heat stroke. Um, yeah, so the weather's actually been pretty decent the past couple of days, like here in the, here in the UK, or the south anyway, don't know about the north, uh, we, we never know how the north's going to go, uh, but yeah, the weather's been banging, man, the weather's been banging, very crispy, very crispy, and uh, yeah, personally, I'm very, I'm, I'm very good right now, I'm feeling very good. Um, the last couple of purchases I've made for myself have completely upgraded my life right now, no, my day-to-day Life has just been skyrocketed. Like that, that. Oh man, I can't. I can't tell you how gassed I am. So, got new earphones. Uh, these wireless things. Um, like one of the best earphones right now uh, in the game. They slap. Bit of a um, what's the word? A bit of a learning curve, I guess. Um, in terms of like you know trying to get the fit sorted. Because uh, there's a hook system, and I've never done that before. So it's a bit of a bit you know clunky. Um, and uh, you know, when, when because the earphones themselves are a bit heavy, um, I feel a bit of like you know fatigue in the ears. In the ears, like my bones start to feel like feel the weight. So there's something about that um, that I guess I'll have to get used to. But um, yeah, and and also I've got a phone stand and a laptop stand. And bro, my my setup has just been just just elevated, man. Just elevated. The ergonomics on my keyboard right now is clean. <laughs> The lead, you should see the lead on my laptop right now. It's absolutely banging. I'm so gassed about this. I don't know why. It's just upgraded my day-to-day life, I tell you. Like, it's just, it's great. It's amazing. So, uh, but with that said, I am good. <laughs> but we'll move swiftly on to the episode, the topic of the episode. Uh, I talked to Mr. Khalid Crowder, who's a, uh, uh, just a, just a, just a, just a, just a good friend online, you know, one, one of those people you know online and just online, you know what I mean? Um, I met him uh, via a little writing group that we had a couple of years ago, shout out to Cagebird, and uh, yeah, just like uh, kept in, you know, contact ever since, you know, he, kind of, he sometimes asked me questions about uh, UK music, which is kind of interesting. He asked me what Garage is the other, uh, like a few months ago, and I actually generally had to think about it, I was just like, huh, how do you explain Garage to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> who needs to know what garage is, you know what I mean, it's, it's really odd, like, it's defined garage, you know, it's a, it's a lot of things, uh, but yeah, that is, so, you know, he comes to me for some things, you know, I reply to his, uh, he constantly, um, you know, posts about stuff, um, some, some things I care about, some things immediately I just do not <laughs> care for, uh, but yeah, so, you know, sometimes I hop in his uh, comment section, you know, just like drop a little, drop a little thing over there, you know, I'd love to get my opinion out there now and again, and uh, yeah, so he, he uh, I, I don't know if I asked him or he asked me to come through, but um, regardless, uh, we, we got it done, um, tried to, he kept me honest because I kept like getting sidetracked with other things and uh, he kept me honest on that, so uh, I appreciate him on that, and uh, yeah, we just saw it today and finally got it done, and uh, yeah, we talk, we talk about basically, uh, well, ask him 
him how he is, and he basically uh, starts off with uh, just like of how done with everything he is. Uh, so, so there is that, and uh, I feel like it relates to a lot of people. You know, what I mean, I feel, I feel like there, like you, you, you guys can relate in in many ways in that fashion. Uh, but past that, we get to talk about uh, concerts, what type of concerts we like, and festivals. Uh, we talk a lot about music, a lot about just just a lot about you know the things that we consume, film, TV, stuff like that, and uh, you know what how we relate to things, and uh, yeah, it's, and and of course we get to his top five as well, which is always good. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a real good episode, uh, real wide ranging, and uh, you know bubbly personality like Leek is, uh, you know so, you know it's gonna be fun. So. Uh, We'll get into that when we get to that. But before we begin, formatis, before we begin, we have the email, Twitter, IG, and Facebook as well. All of them links in the full show notes. You see that transistor link? Go click that right quick. Just just, just give you a little clicky click, and then you'll find all the timestamps. Well, no, actually, not all the timestamps. That's for other shows. But <laughs> you'll find all the show notes. You'll find out what we're talking about, and you'll find all the socials and all that stuff that you can uh, go, go catch as well. Um, and also the Discord and all that and all that uh, good stuff. And with that said, we shall jump right in. My interview with Mr. Khalid Crowder. I'm going to open a window. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy. It's our Khalid Crowder. Well, I would say what's good, but in this case, I'll just go yer. No, 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 it's yer. Yer. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 no, it's your hey, I, I keep up my Benega boys. I know what I'm talking about. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm educated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, what's good? How well? What, what is good with you? How how you doing? I'm doing. See, I'm not gonna say I'm doing well because I just this whole keep Rona, it real, keep on hundred. I hate it here. I was, I'll be telling my friends like, listen, <laughs> I'm 24. I'm supposed to be outside, living my best life, whatever the case may be. Like now at this moment, I'd probably be going on job. And that's what people are saying. Oh, what you gonna do when the cor- coronavirus is over? Whatever the case may be. I'm like, I'm getting me a fucking job. I'm going on job interviews <laughs> because I can't go on brunches. I can't be kicking it with, with nobody. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And I'm broke as fuck. I mean, they might have that's some some free things or whatever, but that shit's gonna be overcrowded. Whatever the case may be but like i'm just like i'm just like damn like especially now in new york like i'll be waiting till may hits or whatever and now may hits we can't even go outside it's just met it's just horrible like i you know that you know the jobs i want to apply to are hiring freezes you know all, obviously all my friends or whatever we all can't hang out together there's a bunch of zoom you know all these zoom chats and zoom meetings and whatever the case may be like mm-hmm. i'm sexually i'm sexually deprived at the moment because niggas can't even go outside and get some you know get, you know get his cheeks clapped like you, like i mean and granted like i'm having to tell people on, on you know on the app store i'm like listen i really want to do it but it's like i don't know what you have i don't know what you have at the house whatever you know because now this coronavirus it's definitely gotten more scary when you realize it's not just old people who can get it and die it's young mm-hmm. people too, whatever. And I'm like, what's like, I just finally became, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I'm, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I, I you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I got so much yeah, more yeah. life to live, you know? So, and that shit is horrible too because, uh, like, the entertainment industry is shut down. Award shows are being canceled. They're now having, like, you know, all webcamish and everything. Like, I, you know, I love, I love, con- that's my favorite hobby is concerts. No concerts at the moment. Just, 
Oh, I just, I, you know, hopefully white people learn from learn from this and realize that, you know, anyone is better than Trump. Anybody. <laughs> I'd rather have fucking George W. Bush back in the White House or whatever because he would have not let... This coronavirus situation, it's kind of like the great... It's kind of... It's probably the worst thing that happened since the Great Depression because it's affected everybody, <clears throat> everybody across the board. Not equally, mm-hmm. but in some shape or form. And it's just... I hate it here. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a, that's, I feel I feel like I've opened floodgates just by asking how you do. <laughs> yeah, it's just a mess. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, on the concert front, uh, did you have any like? Did you have any locked in? Did you have any like that you were just like you, you had your sights set sets on before all this? Yeah, so definitely. Because I had a few. So, um, you know, I love R and B and hip hop. I'm not yep. a fan of so, so you know in this you know here in the states or whatever here in New York we usually have a Hot 97 Summer Jam. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of it just because you know I mean I'm more of an R&B person, but a lot of times they get the same group of people, and I also feel like they're never inclusive of women artists, um, right. especially because you know we are the birthplace of hip hop. I feel like a lot of times they always make sure to get the New York artists, even if they're not as big as they used to be, or they were just never that big to begin with, or if they're regionally big. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Essence Fest. I was going to go to Essence Fest, it, uh, you know, try to get scrap some money together to go there. Um, the Pussycat Dolls are reuniting. Um, so I was praying that they would eventually come to America to tour. Um, uh, you know, uh, well, granted, I think Mel C had said in an interview that she wants to bring the Spice Girls tour to America in 2021. And like, you know, and, and I was telling my friend, I think me and my friend had a discussion last time when it comes to like artists from back in the day or whatever. The reason why mm. most of these bands, in my opinion, and groups are reuniting is because nostalgia is, is, makes more money than ever. Oh, and yeah. You know, I mean, I think even if they're not, even if these artists haven't had hits in the past several years or whatever, they, listen, some of them do a better job on stage than some of the new artists. You got artists who can't, you know, like they make good music, like big could make good music or whatever when it's coming to perform whatever i'm just like are you serious you know they haven't had enough practice because this generation people can get, be, get can get famous from their living room you know whereas back in the day you had to go out and perform and perform not that that still happens but some people mm-hmm. if they have issues or you know they just don't like to be you know out and about or whatever you know you blow up on youtube or whatever but there's never i feel like there's never enough time given for artists to, you know, hone their, you know, their their performance styles and everything. It's like nobody goes to Matthew Knowles boot camp anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point in terms of like, because I went to see, uh, uh, went to God's Rap last year. That was like uh, DJ Premier, De La Soul, uh, Public Enemy, Wu-Tang. Legendary, right? You know, big, obviously, in the in the other century right mm-hmm. bro they still got that energy like they still got that energy like you know they're still bouncing about they still got that energy and i'm you know not you know i like like you i like my r&b and hip-hop right now you know i don't, I don't mind it um and then it's also like oh sorry there's some there's some there's some ice right now that just don't have that you know that uh stage presence i guess in that fashion it's just a it's, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit, war- <laughs> I don't want to say watered down, but it's a little depressing just like watching these dudes and they're like, you're 20 science. You should, you should have science there. But like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just odd. They it don't really have odd. it. They don't have it. And then it's mm. like, there's not a lot of R&B hip hop festivals. I mean, let me not say that, but like a lot of them, like a lot of like the reason why I'm not a big fan of like Coachella or like, um, 
uh, Governor's Ball, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll probably go to Coachella one year just to flex whatever, but Essence Fest, that's like, I don't know. That's like a bit where you like, it's just us. It's us. Like Coachella is more like 90210, like um, like all those teen, you know, whatever, like Euphoria-ish. Uh-huh. But like, there's not a lot of, but you know, like I think my thing is that like, I kind of like, I want to go to a music festival where like, 70 or 80 percent of the artists i fuck with you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. i like their music like i was when i went to afropunk i was mad excited because that was kind of when i started getting into like R- r&b artists that weren't as popular popular like i was telling my friend i was like janelle monet was the one i was so excited to see the, the most and i did i was a little mad because there was a lot of technical issues that were going on which i'm sure she was mad about but she still put on a fire performance um but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of them. Oh, there's another fest too. It's called I think it's called the Lovers and Friends Festival. They were supposed to have in L. A. Um, which, but granted, I was like three of those headliners. In my opinion, they need to take out, even though they make good music. Summer Walker, Foxy Brown, and Lauren Hill, because everybody knows Lauren Hill. I love her to death, but she shows up late, and her performances sometimes you might get them good, sometimes you don't. Same thing with Summer Walker and far as Foxy Brown. I was like Foxy Brown. From what I heard, she's she's partly deaf. And if she's deaf, she can't, you know, <laughs> she's, she's deaf, like, she can't work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she can't. And the last time I heard, I mean, you know, Foxy Brown, she's been out of the public eye from kind of, you know, many years or whatever. But the last time I heard about mm. her, well, not last time, but performance-wise, last time I heard about her, she opened up for Candy in New York City. And she, like, I feel like it's such a big let, not if a big letdown, but when you're, like, getting booed in your hometown, that really has to sting a lot. Because Foxy was basically... Her outfit looked crazy. She gained a lot of weight since then, you know. And then she was she couldn't like rap. She couldn't sync to like she was rapping off beat. And when I mean off beat, like she wasn't like syncing up to the lyrics. And she forgot some of the lyrics to her own songs, which was kind of embarrassing. But um, yeah, but that was gonna be a good one, the lovers and friends, because it was supposed to have like all the back in the day R and B artists and all the new, you know, up and coming R and B artists, what and hip hop artists. But that would have been a good fest as well. But yeah. Um yeah, I love music, you know, especially at, when you go to concerts, you find commonality with people. <laughs> you be also get surprised who, 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 what, who follows who, you know, the fans. Oh yeah, no, I went to um, oh what was it? Uh, I went to went to this uh one day festival called B Horizon. It was like supposed to be like um hip hop, uh, drum and bass, just like just real, just like hype shit basically, right? And it it was it was so clear who was here for who. So like you know you had like, uh you had like people like Farside and Raekwon there. You had like a uh, new rise like Sampa the Great there. But you also had like uh like a uh, 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 what's it called like a dub reggae artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie Size and them kind of thing. And you you could just tell like who's here for who's here for this person, who's here for that person. It was a real uh it was a real mix and i kind of find that st- kind of stuff uh, very interesting um especially when it's a certain artist that like i'm i'm re- i'm really into or whatever and i'm just like so this is their crowd huh this you you, you have an assumption for some, some one thing and obviously when it comes to festivals like that's that already you know if it's been around for a couple of years or whatever like you know you, you come to realize what kind of crowd it is like like you said coachella is just like um, I was talking to another friend about that recently, uh, well, a few a few months ago, and I was like, yeah, I'd miss going to Coachella. He was, he was like, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't want to go to Coachella. I was like, okay, then fair enough, because you know, I, I don't know about it all, but I know the mm-hmm. vibe, and you know, 
it is is a fascinating thing. I I feel like for festivals, it's like for me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like camping festivals, um, <laughs> and that's probably why he he said don't go Coachella. Uh, yeah. I like I like city festivals one like most most of the time. Um, one day festivals are always great. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to like you know stuff like Glastonbury, I'm just like. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care for the hype. Also, and then it's also like, you know, I'd be wishing I'd be coming to these festivals with a whole lot of money because mm, shit is expensive. You like, you, like, you know, transportation could be expensive if you're, especially it. like someone mm. like California where there's no, like, it's not like New York City where there's buses and trains and railroads or whatever. You, there's driving, you know, I think at Coachella they charge $10 for a bottle of water. I mean, granted, though, I want to go into the, you know, the industry and be a, a media personality, journalist, whatever. So that's kind of like our, those are the, the topics of stopping grounds we go on. I don't know, but I guess Coachella is one of those. It's kind of like a, I don't know if I would compare like, like a Rock Nation brunch or like a Saturday Night Live where it's kind of like, oh, you just go, you know, that's just, you go just to say you went there or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. When I looked at the lineup this year, I mean, granted, it's been pushed back. But when I looked at the, looked at the lineup this year, I'm like, I wasn't really that impressed, to be honest. I mean, I, you know. I, I was like, most of the artists I've either met, I've either seen or seen, or, you know, in concert, I've just seen, you know, at, at the jobs I've worked at or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think, I haven't seen Ariana Grande, but, but yeah, you know, I just, now my type of, I don't know, Essence Fest, it just, Essence Fest is like a family reunion because everyone there is black, it's in New Orleans, there's seafood, there's always networking, whatever the case may be. And you kind of feel like at home at Essence, even if you, like, it's one of those where, you, I don't know. Maybe just because, cause, cause, you know, like I said, Coachella is mixed race crowd, but festivals, sometimes, yeah, concerts can get very, very rowdy. I went to see Cardi B um, at the cusp <laughs> of when Bodak Yellow was about to blow up, and girls was almost gotten to a fight, like, especially, you know, and then me, I felt like it's, I don't want to say it's an exercise going to a festival or whatever, but you're on your feet for hours. I No, I was on my feet at hours for the Cardi B concert because bitch showed up three hours late. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was and I was in literally in the front of the you know the console or whatever. So like I had to like try to keep you know. I was just like, oh lord, you know. But um, uh, three hours. Mm. Yes, that's not it. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's, oh. that's not it. That's not it at all. You, so you, you were talking about initially, uh, you know, I see men and stuff. I'd like to get into that just quite quickly because uh, obviously. You you you've been around in the uh, I guess what you call internship circuit uh, uh, yeah. circuit. Um, yeah. you've, like this dude, this dude's like list is I don't know like a page a page a page long. Um, it's, it's it's crazy. He's like finished one internship now he's on another one. Um, it's it's fascinating as it pertains to like um how it works here and how it works uh, over in your ends because you know internships ain't really like the uh, they exist here, but it's not like the 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 main gateway as it pertains to like you know if you want to get into this whatever area in this case, mm-hmm. um, media, music, uh, culture, news, pop, uh, current affairs kind of thing. Um, obviously, that internship is necessary, and uh, you know it's, it's always um, well, like I said, it's a prerequisite. So. I guess uh, I've always wanted to ask, like, what's the what's the one that you've, I guess. Uh... What I like. The okay, most. let's let's split it up. What's the what was the most fun and what was the most like, I guess, rewarding from an experience standpoint, or is it or uh, if they encapsulate both? I would say honestly, the mo the fun and most rewarding would be SiriusXM. Point blank, period. Yeah. I like SiriusXM because, well, first of all, you know, it's satellite radio, so we can curse 
on air. <laughs> we can Glorious curse, we can curse on air. Also, like, I worked at Power in a 5.1, which is under Our Heart Media, which, you know, The Breakfast Club is is under Power in a 5.1. And what I didn't really like about being there was that, like, you know, because it's, it's a FM radio station, you know, whatever whatever hit songs are popular, I have to hear every single day. That's probably why I don't like Cardi B as much because it's like, oh, I liked it. But then when you're at a radio station and you have to hear the same song, ten, like, mm-hmm. I don't even listen to Beyonce, like, at, at, you know, five hours every day. But that's what it felt. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, my God. You know, um, um, with Sirius XM, like, it's for, it's satellite radio and it's just so diverse in the types of music not even just the type of music but the type of news that you want you know we got we, there's specific there's niche stations you know when you walk into the because well we have I think SiriusXM has different buildings all over I think it's they have a New York office they have an LA office um, and a DC office but when you when right. I walked in every day there's always different types of songs being played I, well they didn't play Shade Forty Five just because you know because it's like it's still like a professional environment on the outside, you know, outside the studios or whatever. Then they can't, couldn't play music with all that cursing and stuff in it, but they played different, you know, they different played all different types of music. And that's what I like about that. It's diverse. The company was diverse and they're always looking for new ways because, you know, people say radio is dying, but it's like, you know, Sirius XM, they partnered, they just, I think they acquired, they, they meshed up with Pandora music, which Pandora right. has probably fell off in the past couple of years, especially for our generation. Cause we have Apple music, Mo- like people like my mom's age, you you know they're not really like that savvy when it comes to streaming services so they'll cling to pandora music but it'll be interesting to kind of see how they bridge that gap but um i like yeah i like my experience um uh so trying to think shade 45 i like the you know saying in the morning some of the shows music wise if i want to listen to new music or i use the heat it's personally my favorite because the heat is like contemporary r&b um, Heart and Soul is mm-hmm. basically um, adult adult R&B, like Neo Soul. And then Shade 45 is strictly hip-hop. But um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic in terms of, you know, um, with other interns, like when I was like at, at Hot 97 and Power 4.1, I was with a, on a team with like other interns. with was in the morning. I mean, there was intern, there was other interns at XM, but we're all scattered off in different apartments. So right. I always tell people like interning, you know, um, is di- like being the only intern is much different. Um, it has its pros and cons versus interning with other people, you know, because um, it's like interning yourself, everyone, you know, you're, the focus is on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like sometimes it can get very overwhelming because it's like, you know, you, you're doing the minimal task, you know, you're basically doing the minimal tasks. Um, but with other people, you can depend on them, but also other interns, like, you know, for, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, sometimes they may not like you, but then they, they're, they're not, them not liking you turns into, you know, them trying to throw you under the bus or disrespect <laughs> you, whatever the case may be. And, you know, right. it's, um, the, cra- no, uh, it kind of, kind of, the crabs in a barrel mentality is very real, which is sad because it's like, yeah. listen, I don't want what you want, whatever God has or the universe has for you in the future. That's good mm-hmm. on you. But, you know, I don't know what the problem, like, and I'm, I'm someone, you know, even though New Yorkers, we get a rep for being rude, blah, 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 whatever. I go out of my way to be nice to everyone as much as possible, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I definitely, I definitely like series. And, you know, also too, um, being intern for Sway in the Morning, uh, you know, it introduced me to other different types of music, ever different types of artists. Like I knew DJ cause DJ Premier would come every now and then. Um, so I get to learn more about him. Um, Sway, Sway is from the Bay Area. 
so you know he's very enthusiastic about the artists over there yeah um i wasn't you know i always tell people i'm not i don't think i i'm the biggest hip-hop head just because growing up i wasn't allowed to listen to it i like to listen to r&b music because back then r&b singers didn't curse but every hip-hop album had a parental advisory sticker on it you know because I, I was still alive when everyone was getting cds and begged for cds whatever so yeah <laughs> you know some things i'll be telling people like yeah i don't know who x y and z was i didn't know who queen latifah i didn't well granted by the time i was you know when i was born queen latifah stopped rap and became an actress but um yeah i would say that that, that would definitely be sirius xm like i hope sirius x you know spreads off like i love you know places like them apple music trying to try to incorporate radio into the streaming era that we're in now <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I know there's uh, basically like radio is just obviously, like you said, it's um, you know, quote unquote dying, but you know, it's, a, it's clearly an effort there um, to try and, you know, just, I guess, keep up and keep relevant. Um, I know BBC Radio over here, if, like, tried a real had made a real effort in terms of like having their they have an app called BBC Sounds, and they have like you know their podcast, their original podcasting and stuff, and they you know get everyone from everywhere. Like they've got comedians doing stuff there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 interesting. Um, my thing with radio is uh, like you like you were basically talking about is in well, uh, scratching the surface of it is just like you know. I not not I not I just really need to swear or anything, but um, it's more about what you can say on there. You know, like I on here I can say what I feel, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's not. I don't think why <laughs> my my opinions for most things are that radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, there was there was one time I was at, I had a student radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically this, but student radio, and uh, you know they said you can't talk about politics, and I was like cool fine wow. sure um but then but then uh, uh it was like my final year there and uh the grenfell t- tower fire happened um so i wanted to talk about it and you know i was just, I was just like delivering the facts and you know what happened and you know who are people pointing the finger at da, 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 da. and you know my station manager had to sit me down and just go like you can't talk about grenfell i was like i can't talk about grenfell outright she said no you can't i was like mm. That's that's it's not political though. That's a sign that happened. It's a tragedy. It's not, it's not a political issue unless you want it to be a political issue. So you know, at that point, I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I I can't do the radio thing because similar to you, similar to you, like um, my initial childhood dream was to be a radio host. Like it, it didn't really matter to me whether it was music or talking. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be on the radio because I listened to the radio a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um. My dad always had it on when we were going when we were going in his car. He always had you know, the talk radio or like um, just uh, contemporary contemporary works on, and you know I enjoyed it. But looking back, looking at it now, I'm just like I personally can't be on that kind of thing because I just mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I've uh, I've I've learned too much kind of thing. I just, I, there's stuff I want to talk about, and you know it's not nece- it's not necessary for radio, I guess. So that's completely fine with me. You said that you said uh, during that like uh, you were what you were listening to as a youth. What what kind of well why 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 not hip why not hip hop just because it had the explicit well, stuff and you just had to no. listen to you know well, uh, it wasn't really stuff. it was 
Well, it was more so my mom. My mom's older, you know, she's six, well, now she's 63, but she was always an older mom, and, you know, she, you know, she was a, um, a minister. Uh, well, even before she was a minister, she was very involved in church, and right. I could have had a lot worse, because I know people who grew up, they could not listen to secular music. I didn't know, <laughs> I, you know, like, kind of like how Katy Perry, for those who don't know, Katy Perry and Tony Braxton, you know, some of the most, you know, out there art- artists, um, they told, they said that they were not allowed to listen to secular music growing up, mm. so, um... You know, a lot of R and B out, a lot of R and B. You know, I don't know. Some things from your childhood, you kind of, it takes a little while to kind of, you know, branch off and you know see what's right for you. But um, you know, uh, R and B singers back when twenty years ago were not cursing all over the place that they do now. It's like every other song by Chris Brown. It's like, you know, I'm gonna fuck this bitch, blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. You know, um, so it was just a lot of, you know, it was kind of like music I was expected to kind of listen to for my age, like you know, like Destiny's Child, Jennifer Lopez, I think Janet Jackson. I don't know how I had her album because I think the All for You had the advisory sticker. Maybe they had a clean version of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of the pop artists back then, because my older brother he liked that stuff. He liked uh, black and Spice Girls, so I would steal his VHS, Spice Girls VHS, and um, the black one or whatever. I mean, and even though they were kind of corny, like, especially in terms of representation, I did kind of like there was, you know, the whole scary Spice, like, you know, because suddenly just when you grow up and you see black people are kind of seen as, like, you know, we're supposed to be seen as thugs and angry, whatever. Why can't we be happy and carefree and, you know, bubbly and shit like that? But um, th- those were the artists I really listened to. Um, I don't think I, but I don't think I really got into like the Britney Spears and the Insyncs and whatever until I was like, li- like, way past their popular, you know, their right. prime, whatever, from the beginning of their careers. I was mostly like into I feel like black artists, but whatever hip hop artists I was listening to, it was either because they were doing collaborations with R and B singers or they were on um we well I guess I still have them now, now that's what I call music CDs. Uh, I'd also like like would sneak and watch because I was allowed to have TV in my own room, so I would sneak watch BET. Nice. To, you know, keep up, and also I had radio too. You know, yeah, like yeah. you know, like Ashanti was always getting played. You know, growing up in New York, Ashanti was was always getting played. Little Mo, you know, um, Fabulous, Fifty Cent. You know, um, uh, uh, actually, my sisters used to get me um, Hot ninety seven mixtapes off Jamaica Avenue, but I think they would get me the bootleg ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I feel like in years to come, I'm gonna like, I feel like the kids are gonna look at me crazy because I'm like, like I remember that, you know, yeah, all, yeah. all that, whatever the case may be, but um. But the Hot Me 7 mixtape, the bootleg ones, they had, like, the R&B-leaning ones, and they had the hip-hop-leaning ones. I probably had the R&B-leaning ones. Mm. But even then, it was kind of like my mom was kind of shielding me from a lot of, like, you know, what's deemed, you know, in a, in a, inappropriate. Like, for example, we, there was a girl on one of the Hot Me 7 mixtape, what, you know, like, uh, with her thong, you know, with a G-string and her big booty claps out, whatever. I was, like, nine or eight years old. And then one, I guess I left it in the living room, whatever. And then, you know, later in the day or whatever, case maybe I come back and my mom would cut it out. <laughs> From the CD, wow. from the CD, you know. <laughs> At least so it was that like, she didn't bin it, like. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know. So, um, uh, I mean, my mom's more of a gospel. She likes gospel music. She likes, I would say, in terms of like R and B, she likes Charday and Earth, Wind, Fire. But and maybe like, th- that's kind of as far as it goes. She likes jazz music as well, but she does not. She rarely listens to today's music. She likes. I mean, I got. She got into Adele, which is you know pretty incredible, but um. You know, she's one of those, like, older women that, like, very much, like, you know, why is Nicki Minaj in the video with her clothes off, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think it's always a, a you know, it's very di- different ideologies with different generations of, of, of you know, pe- sp- black people. Let's just put it that way. Or, you know, marginalized people. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that's always that's something I've uh, found, uh, I guess, uh, interesting um especially in terms of like how 
especially R&B has evolved recently. Um, you know, I've, I've always had this, like, theory that, like, in the 2000s, when the, when the 2000s came around, uh, you could make a case, like, that hip-hop was basically trying to be R&B in a sense. You know, you had your jar rules and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was it was hip-hop, but it was a lot of R&B tinge. And now you come mm-hmm. to now, and obviously since trap music has been the whole, you know, uh, past 10 years or so, um, everything has a trap beat now. And now R&B is trying to be hip-hop in that sense, where it's just like, you know, you, you, you can't be... Um, I don't know. You can't be like, uh, 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 like, like Teddy Riley or, or Babyface right now. You you have to you have to be like you were talking about with Chris Brown. Like you have to you have to have like I'm just gonna fuck a bitch and then leave her kind of music. And you know what I mean? It's just and like it's crazy. Eh. Eh. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like I get it, but it's 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 not what I'm looking for in terms of R and B. Especially from male R and B artists, I want to I want to remove I want to gender split it right now because uh, female R and B artists are absolutely killing it right now to me. Um, but the male R and B artists, it's like an identity crisis over there. It's like you want to be you basically want to be hip hop in this sense. You have the beats and that, but like you 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 you're just you you're trying to be R and B at the same time, and it's not really working for me me personally. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's weird. I don't know. I think that Chris Brown... I, I don't know, because when Chris Brown started out, he wasn't that hard, you know, bad boy dude. Yeah. I think that when... I don't know if he, if he, that was something he planned on, but I guess when that whole Rihanna case happened, you know, and the media was making him out to be a bad person because he's, you know, beat the brakes off. Because I'll, like, I'll never forget her... Like, we have the... I mean, the New York Daily News is our popular tabloid newspaper here. They had a picture of her on the cover of, of the New York... Like, her face battered. And, um, which I think is, you know, I think that was very unethical, you know, because right. no one deserves to, to be seen in that light. Not just that those are private, you know, photos, whatever, of somebody's injuries. But, um, but my thing with Chris, you know, I don't know if it's because of that, you know, if that maybe he felt, well, I need to take the, I need to take a page out of like, well, let me not say Christina Aguilera, but kind of like went from, you know, cutesy cutesy to like, you know, in your face, I'm a bad, you know, I'm a badass, blah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, um, but, um. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I also feel like, too, like, I feel like the the appearance of R&B is changing as well, just because, like, you know, when I start first, you know, became, like, to know Jacquees, what, uh, you know, the artist Jacquees, like, I look at him and it's kind of like, he has a, he has the R&B, he has a face of a hip-hop artist, but he makes R&B music. Yeah. And then you look at people like Kalani, and I was telling my friends, I was like, if Kalani or Summer Walker was trying to get a record deal in 1998 or whatever, I very much doubt that the label would be like, no, we can't, no. Because just based off their looks, because, you know, they, they look, they look like they're, like, punk metal singers, but they're, like, these soft you know r&b you know singers or whatever the case may be i think my problem with with the whole trap and hip-hop influence r&b whatever is that i think some people kind of you know i feel like some artists are trying to do it more as a trend instead of like you know doing what's true to them and not you know switching up their you know what i'm saying like yeah i feel like there's there's a way to do it without sounding outdated but like you know you don't have to like especially for artists who came in before you know it kind of feels corny sometimes <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a it's a it's a fine line trying to you know I guess stay authentic, but 
what it what is authentic if you're just um if you sound like everybody else so to speak you know what i mean it's just or even um it, I, I i don't know on that front but like it's actually similar to a conversation i had recently with a couple of um uh, uh writing colleagues where i was like they were talking about there was a tweet they found about um how there's a few films out here right now trying to you know they're trying to be moonlight visually but they're just missing out everything else um and the comment section on that particular one uh, was talking about you know referencing stuff like queen and slim and stuff like that and i was like i never really thought about it like that but you're trying so you're trying to be you know authentic in a way and you know it works i don't mind queen and slim don't know about you it's a decent film to me mm-hmm. um there are holes to it i'll admit but you know it's, it's okay um but you're 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 still trying to you're still trying to be moonlight out here and you know it's it's fine i guess you know if if it worked for them has to work in some way there's there's a formula there but it's just it's it's just it's just that weird dichotomy i guess where you're like you're trying to uh you're trying to creatively you know be authentic but you know what's hot out in these streets basically you you know what's good so I think it depends, you know, um, I mean, like, for example, Tyler Perry, a lot of his films is revolved on trauma or whatever, but it's kind of like, it's what every, each movie he comes out with, it's the same storyline, just different characters and different, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I think what it is, is that, you know, when you're putting out a film, a TV show, whatever, you, I think it's important to write from your experience, right? Moonlight, you know, I personally, I tell people I love that film just because, just also as a black gay man, it means a lot to me because, you know, even though I, you know, my story isn't, isn't exactly like what happened in that film, a lot of the stuff that's happened in that film, I can relate to and I can shed tears to. Um, you know, it offers nuances. There's never seen, there's never really been a black gay, even though we shouldn't be calling it that, but that's not, haven't really yeah. been one revolved around us that's come come out really ever. Yeah. Um, I think it's just more so when people, I, I think if anything, it, it just needs to be like, there just needs to be diversity. Diversity in terms of the stories we tell. Okay, like there's nothing wrong with having RuPaul's Drag Race, but black, but, black gay people or black hispanic or you know hispanic gay people whatever queer folks we're not one-dimensional right so like you know like one thing i like about pose is that you know yeah it talks about like oh the ballroom and how we're being sassy whatever the case may be but it's like they these people in the show they deal with real life issues in terms of being you know um ostracized by the black community and, and the black community and the white uh the black hispanic community and the white you know gay community whatever the case may be mm-hmm. um i mean i haven't seen Quim and, Qu- queen and slim yet which is crazy but um but that that's that, that's just my situation on it and also sometimes and every everybody's trauma is different and you could always add different nuances to it you know but there doesn't always need to be a film where white people save us at the end of the day or you know a man saves a woman at the end of the day you know what i'm saying like that whole white savior or you know male savior thing that tyler perry does or the white savior what like like the the what that blindside movie that sandra bullock was in Mm. um Mm. but um you know (laughs) yeah no it's a it's an interesting thing um on that particular note uh it's kind of i mean i guess we'll just stay for the record obviously that uh you you are gay um and uh it's interesting mm-hmm. talking about uh you talking about that kind of thing in terms of relation um i as a straight dude um i personally love moonlight it's one of my favorite films mm-hmm. of all time um and i've always 
held the mm-hmm. I've always held the opinion that you know after watching that in particular um there's something about um you know storytelling that if it's good enough it doesn't really matter what it what you know what the outside mm-hmm. societal elements are i guess um and you know it's it's kind of agreeing with what you're saying i guess in terms of like you know these are stories and you know these particular communities are not a monolith um they all have their you know pers- uh, i guess a uh, personal flavor on it um and i think that's something that's always needed to be i guess uh I guess, I guess accounted for and uh you know I, th- I think it goes back to also the music stuff that we were talking about you know in terms of just trying to be yourself but in some way you know trying mm-hmm. to uh get ears to listen you know there's plenty of artists I that I enjoy um that I know will never ever pop because they're just they're not f- they're not focused on trying to um I guess I don't want to say compromise, but it basically is compromising in some fashion, uh, how, if you see it that way. Um, trying to compromise to find a audience that is outside yourself, I guess. Um, but you know, and then there's and then there's stuff like Moonlight, which just um, I I still don't understand how how it caught <laughs> the lightning that it caught because I, I genuinely think it's like I'll a lightning see. in a bottle situation for that film, honestly. I also do. I also will say, like a lot of those films, I can only watch once. You right. know, I don't think I've ever watched Moonlight, Moonlight twice. Wow. I don't think I've watched um, When They See Us twice, Burning Sands, Twelve Years, because those films are very like, you know, there there are there are hard films to watch when you're a marginalized person because it's a real thing that happens. You know, um, I don't know. It's kind of like watching those films. Like you kind of see your ancestors, kind of like you know, <laughs> it's kind of like the inside of you like triggered. I feel right, like yeah. you know. With Burning Sands, it's kind of like, it's just like, the that particular movie, it's just, it was just like, this is so disgusting and so disturbing, and it's just sad that ha- that happens. Same thing with When They See Us. But what I also will say with those films is that it's great to watch, for people to watch those films because it helps build empathy. And you know, it, like, it's, I think it's like how this per- this one um, person I was interning with called, like, edutainment. You know, you're, you're getting entertained, but you're also getting educated, too. And but also like you said, a lot of times people feel like, well, you know, like right now I'm watching Hollywood with Ra- the TV show with Ryan Murphy. Yeah, how um, is that? Yeah, that Ryan Murphy produced. So far, it's good. Um, but you know, a lot of times people say, well, oh, you're black, you can't sell records, you can't open up films, you can't sell magazines. But it's like, nigga, uh, how things have become hits in Hollywood or or in the industry, whatever, was people taking risk. Was people saying, you know, like even with Beyonce. Um, you know, her first album, Dangerously in Love, I think she said that, you know, her record label said, like, were like, you don't have any hits on this album. And how many hits did she end up having? Five <laughs> hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. you know, Moonlight, you know, it's like, and that's, a, and it's kind of frustrating, I feel like, because a lot of times you have to prove to these people, you know, we can, you know, if you give us a chance, whatever, you know, because sometimes it, you know, it, it transcends color, transcends race, transcends sexuality. You know, some people, like, everyone, we all have similar experiences. So, um, you know, that's great to see with a film like Moonlight with like, um, or like, I feel like one, um, but I will say too, like when, like, for example, like in, um, LMA from England, I think what I liked about her was that she was probably the first R&B artist that I got, I think off the top of my head from Britain that wasn't trying to sound like, you know, cause I, I mean, not that I don't like Amy Winehouse, Joss Stone and Adele, whatever, but I was like, 
I know all of you cannot be, all of you are really trying to do this, you know, <laughs> so 70s, you know, 60s, sound and soul, whatever the case may be. I like, I know some of y'all like to keep, you know what I'm saying? Like the contemporary stuff, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, where, where are you? <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> and who knows what, what other stuff Barry Jenkins, pro- and I also feel like some film producers and need to, TV show producers like Tyler Perry need to realize that some of the, fo- like, let someone else you could just put your money behind shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to actually put your hands on it in terms of writing or making sure this direction, whatever the case may be. Because that's how we got Pose. Like, Ryan Murphy, like, I'm looking at Pose. Like, I damn sure know Ryan Murphy was not writing from his, you know, experience with about the black, the, the black you know, yeah. black Latino yeah. LGBTQ ballroom. Mm. But I also feel like today it's a little bit, it's also greater too because people don't realize we have the internet. And even though social media and the internet can get annoying after whatever the case may be, like, that's, I think that's flooded, flooded representation because it's like, you know, and now Hollywood has no choice but to pay attention. Like, some people, listen, some people, you know, I don't want to put out names or whatever or channels and whatever, but yeah. I'll be watching stuff on YouTube or SoundCloud or whatever. It'd be better than what people trying to put, make us watch on TV, on traditional and traditional uh-huh. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. much of i just have to ask because like because uh as a little bit of a backstory of how i even know colleague uh we used to uh be part of this same uh group for this little website called cage bird magazine shout out to lex and jasmine and all them um and i wrote like just like a, a basically just a big question is like tyler perry like just just asking tyler perry just <laughs> you love fucking him or not like it's just because from my perspective it's just really odds like from from what i've seen um and you know granted there's every single film that tyler perry's made or tv show i haven't seen it all but i kind of gather what's going on um and i know you you know are very uh i guess one in the more tolerable i'd say camp of just like you know he is there's there's a place there's a place for it um and you know while i'm on the fence about that kind of thing um like you like you said in terms of just like you know when when that headline came round a few months ago it was like uh tyler perry has like written every, <laughs> written everything i'm just like no that's not how you do it you need people to do it it's just it's, it, it made a lot of sense it made a lot of sense it just like it just opened my eyes it was just like, oh so that's why that's why you keep writing your shit fam you need to get some people on it like and it, it makes complete sense when you watch that kind of stuff back now but um, a comparison I was I wanted to give uh, you gave Ryan Murphy, which is a great one, but uh, Will Packer's a good one as well because you know he's a uh, he, he he did a girls trip in terms of producing that, and you know he's not anywhere near that. He's just he's he's doing he's doing the he's doing the background stuff. He's doing the funded stuff and mm-hmm. leaving the writers yeah. and obviously Jader and all them to do their thing. And girls trip was fire. You know what I mean? So it works in that kind of sense. Same for uh, somebody like Brad Pitt, who's like helped produce like a lot of really good black cinema in the past few in the past few years um you know he's not anywhere near that he's just in the background he's just being the supporting mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's like i'm gonna help you do this thing so i feel like that is the problem i guess with when it comes to tyler perry and uh for me personally not uh, you, can, you can talk about the cultural aspect um if you want because obviously you're more um 
inclined to talk about that kind of stuff and i'm not really yeah but from a technical standpoint i'm just like my dude <laughs> just 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 get some writers just i'll just ask him to write just give him like all right, you have six months to write this boom just go just let him go just wind him up and watch him go and then you'll be actually getting some half decent work out there i will say though i don't first of all i don't i, I have a hard time believing that he actually writes all that just because so no, <laughs> i'll say this no because when you're a celebrity people think oh these just what i all like no a lot of times celebrities have crazy ass schedules like this is because Tyler Perry <laughs> is sure, so big up sure. in the industry. Like I'm pretty if sure. If he's Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure it's like 4 a.m. hair and makeup, 5 o'clock, like 6 o'clock. Like I'm pretty sure he's got you know. Sure. I think what it is is that you know, of course, I'm. He kind of speaks to the African American experience. I will say this yeah. though: the first Tyler Perry movie came out in 2005. I was 10 years old. I didn't know what a mammy was. I didn't know what you know different tropes, you know, stereotypical tropes or whatever. I'll probably say yeah. after like 2011, I just kind of stopped paying attention to the movies because it got less funny and then you know and then as you get older i was gonna say like for people listen to this who never majoring communications and media it truly does something to you because it's like now i watch films and tv shows and i analyze like crazy you know what i'm saying like it really does something to the to the mind because it's like you now because you learn yeah. about stereotypes and whatever the case may be or even like technical things of that nature you know you think people are actually driving whatever they're not really driving you know in different scenes I think with Tyler Perry is that it's complicated because when he came out in 2005, 2006, there was not a lot of black film, powerful black film producers putting out, you know, black films or films of predominantly black people, yeah. whatever the case may be. It's different now in 2020 because, look, we got Lena Waif, Issa Rae, Donald Glover, um, Will Packer, uh, uh, Kenya Boris, you know what I'm saying? We have so many people now. And... You know, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, when you're a black, I feel I feel bad for people who are black actors because a lot of times we, you know, just because just because of their skin tone, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of options to begin with. And Tyler Perry's movies, the earlier films or whatever, they're the reason why we know some of the people we know now because it was their gateway to get into the industry. And that kind of also speaks to the, like internships, or whatever. There have maybe been a few internships, you know, where I really I absolutely hated it but I knew it was going to get me to the next level. And that's kind of yeah. the thing with Tyler Perry is that there's not a, you know, he puts his people on, you know, he's helped, you know, I think Fantasia said a couple of years ago, fan, you know, Tyler Perry helped her out with her when she was going through financial difficulties. Um, uh, Cause me, me and my friends were talking about like how, you know, when people, when people become famous or rich or rich or whatever, they try to help out all their family members and friends or whatever, and try to be, you know, basically, but, but conversation but um you know tyler perry has done that he has his tyler perry studios which is incredibly huge he you know like even when i was reading like um if anyone has a chance who, who's listening to this read the think piece it's called the the uh complications the complicated something of tyler perry i have to look it up but uh tyler perry complicated huff post black voices and it kind of breaks it down yeah, to yes, you because yeah, that, yeah. one of the girls was talking about how she always wanted to give up on her acting career and go into real estate because it's really that tough um, you know, and a lot of times the industry is very clicky, you know, um, and people who usually, you know, who are usually selected to do films or whatever the case may be, they usually try to work with it. They try to work with the same group of people for different films, and different TV shows, even if it's outside the studios or production companies or whatever to keep people afloat. But um, that's a thing, you know, but Tyler Perry serves more for the I say like he makes movies for the aunties, 
you know, for the church, Christian church community, because it's like people <laughs> like, I mean, and not right. saying downing anyone's intelligence, but people like my aunts or grandmas or whatever, they don't kind of know, right. like they don't, I don't say they know better, but they don't, they, they're not like us where we can spot out the technical, you know, things right. in movies or spot yeah. out different stereotypes or whatever the case may be. You know, they're just happy to see that they're, see that they're represented in films, but, and the stuff, and not yeah. saying, but you know, and the stuff that Tyler Perry talks about, you know, it is, it, you know, listen, it, it's true. P- people go, like, Medea reminds me of my grandmother, you know, she yeah. wasn't wielding a gun yeah, or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. but, um, yeah, you know, yeah. but there's, there's some things in the film that are, that, that are very relatable to it, where women, a lot of times, women have to, you know, their man leaves them with nothing, or, you know, they, they have to rebuild stuff, or they got to hold down the fort, As, you know, with black women, I'm sure it's the same thing for black people in Britain, um, um, t- I'm trying to also think as well, um, oh, Jim, where was I going to go? Um, oh, 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 what, the Medea movie with Lauren London. I think it was Big Happy Family. Trauma, right. you know, the, there's a part in the film where, like, he was getting together one of the, 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 the bougie women in the fam- Medea's character because, you know, she's being mean or whatever, and she's being evil. And I don't say evil-spirited, but she's a very toxic person because she was a victim of sexual abuse, which happens in the black community, which happens black family members molesting, you know, not everybody, but that, that happens. And people go through trauma and they never heal from it. And then it manifests into anger or trying to feel, you know, trying to be, you know, perfectionist and accomplish everything and try to, you know, project their trauma or their emotions onto other people. But, you know, but like Tyler Perry, but do you the movie? I'm like, okay, why don't we do a film where you kind of go into that? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, you know, because <laughs> in that big happy mm. family film, you see it, whatever, you know, how she's, she's, you know, downtrodden, whatever. And the man's like, you know, I'm going to get you through this or whatever. But let's see the other side, you know, like she's got to have it. You see the girl, the counselor, you know, she in the, the TV show, even though it was shortly lived, she had a therapist, she had a black female therapist, things of that nature. Let's see those things. So, you know, and, and also they're hilariously funny. Sometimes I want to get my Googles on and want to turn those Medea films. Like, I'd be straight laughing. Like, even though people might, you know, as woke Twitter, people call it problematic, whatever. Sometimes I just want to get my Googles. And I get that through watching Medea. But there's other there's other yeah. black movies that's come out in the past couple of years where I get that. That's what about Girl Strip. It was authentically black, authentically funny. Like, <laughs> I was like, see, I know people mm-hmm. rag on Tiffany Haddish now, but I'm like, that Girl's Trip, I'm sorry. She st- she ate that movie. It, it like mm-hmm. it was just amazing because I was like I had no clue who she was, you know. And then it was just for, and then all of a sudden that really made her like, who is this girl eclipsing Jada Queen Latifah and Regina um, Hall? So yeah, <laughs> no, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, like I think the the point you made about obviously Tyler Perry putting a lot of people on that I don't think people really, you know, add to the equation when they try and make the, try and make their decision, but, you know, trying to fit in thinking about Tyler Perry Mm -hmm. overall. Um, It reminds me of this uh, podcast I recently listened to um, talking about, uh, because obviously everything that's American sport right now is just basically Michael Jordan uh, talk. Mm -hmm. And um, there was... I think the recent episode of Last Dance that just dropped yesterday as we record um, was talking about Jordan's uh, 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 reluctance to get into, you know, activism, politic, political stuff, da 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 um, And, you know, personally as a sports fan, I just, it, it kind of annoys me because, you know, I've seen that there's been people before him and after him that have, you know, made a stand in that fashion you know, Kareem, Bill Russell back in the day, LeBron James now, and then there's him. And it's just like, my dude, 
Yeah, Michael Jordan. <laughs> say something. <laughs> For fucking what? Say something. And he didn't. Uh, until until only like recent years where like he's doing it by a spokesperson, which I guess is something. Um but even with that said, you know, um there was a there was a point made in that particular episode where it was just like maybe there maybe you could say that um Jordan not doing that kind of stuff allowed people like uh, LeBron James to be much more vocal and be much more go fuck yourself, I'm gonna do this instead. Um, which LeBron James has done a lot. And, you know, you can say that in a way about Tyler Perry, where it's just like, my guy, just get some writers, or, you know, my guy, just get a better story, or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make the film better. But it's made money, um, and like you said, it has benefited a lot of people um, in the the film industry uh, in America, which is obviously very cutthroat. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's a it's a it's a fascinating um, it's a fascinating balance that um, I guess has to always uh, always be made uh, when it comes to uh, people like those. But um, you know, and also, you know, and I think I have also, to say it. Oh. We don't have to, we don't ask this kind of stuff from white people. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't, and it's like I, I think what it is too is that I think also sometimes we kind of I don't I think sometimes we kind of there's this assumption that black people we like. We like the films and TV shows that challenge us. Well, not black people, but it's kind of like... Tyler Perry is like, you know... It's kind of like a McDonald's kind of thing, right? McDonald's, is it may taste good, but it's not good for you. But when you have things like that are organic or vegan, whatever, it may be like, uh, yep. it may be different, but it's like... It may eventually might be tasty, and it might, you know... It might actually be good for you, and it might, you know what I'm saying, keep you, you know, you know, um, uh, 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 nourished, and and also it's tasty, things of that nature. So I think that's yep. kind of what it is, and it's like black people, we don't want to see like, you know, we're not we're not stupid people, you know, um, and we we like to, you know, one thing we like things that challenge us, that make us laugh, laugh, but we like things, you know, and and that's I feel is a problem. Maybe that's why I was probably ragging on the the us, because there's some movies that you know sometimes I have to watch twice to kind of understand. Um, but like that show that, uh, I mean, that, that was it us, that was us, Jordan Peele, right? You know, mm-hmm, sometimes, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I think a lot of times the biggest uh, thing we ha- we're trying, that has to be, that get, has to get fought is that, you know, like black films not, or films predominantly with br- mostly black people not trying to be, di- you know, digestible, you know, not, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Something that, you know, like, <laughs> basically. So, so what, you had a, you had a problem with us? Or? Um, well, first of all, I was like partly. I was like half. I was like a little bit tired of whatever the movie. Um, I went to see it for free because <laughs> I I got to see it before everyone else did. But um, I, I let's just say it's probably the movie I, I would have to watch twice. You know, some film like I said, some right. films I have to kind of watch it, kind of get the gist of it. You know, um, and I always tell. I don't think someone was saying on Facebook. It's very interesting how you wa- rewatch films from years ago, and you kind of can look at how. how different society was back then and how different it is today and what you know different things that could be taken away from the film because i was i I thought about like the players club which i watched last month for the first time and i was like wow like a lot of that stuff that happens in the movie we don't really like today i wouldn't say look down upon today but those conversations are finally being had with more nuances to it you know like rape you know rape culture just because somebody's a stripper you know like that does not give you the right to come and stalk them at night and try to you know take a half sec you know rape them basically <laughs> yeah. take advantage of them sexually uh, or you know people mm. shaming people who are who are stripping to get through college whatever that don't mean somebody is stupid <laughs> 
That means somebody mm-hmm. got to pay got to pay bills or try to get, you know, tuition paid or whatever. I'll be telling people, I'm like, listen, if I had went to the campus gym earlier in my, co- you know, college career, I would have done it. Shit, like, I wish it, like, you know, like, it, it's hard out here, you know, or even thinking about Cardi B. It was such a big accomplishment for someone like Cardi B, you know, to be number one and, and Taylor Swift people were trying to, like, hate on Cardi B, whatever the case would be. Like, Taylor Swift and Cardi B, like, they have two, they had two different privileges in life. You know, and it's just amazing to see, even though Cardi B is not maybe the best rapper, the best artist, but it's just amazing to see someone who came from some, such, you know, hardships or whatever to, like, make it to the mountaintop in such a... <laughs> such, such yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so, you know, it's, it's, I think that's something I've come to uh, realize in, you know, in, in that musical journey. It's just like... Um, because you know initially i was just like who 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 is this person <laughs> you know what i mean it was just, uh, i i had a lot of questions i was just i was just like no 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 i'm not vibing um but you know as as stories go it's kind of it's it's a very interesting one i'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give it that um and like you said you know the music ain't um the 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 greatest of all time but you know in terms of the fact that she you know made it to where she is now is kind of commendable in some in some way and i feel like uh, a lot of people uh especially in trying to talk about music uh you know get bogged down in the uh in in the in the minutia of just like ah it's just stripping music man it's just stripping music so it's mm-hmm. like yeah i know not everything you know not everything has to be you know uh 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 uh, what's the, what's the, what's substance. The term? Um, Not everything has substance. Yeah, but I, substance. Yeah, that's, the word. that's my thing. Like, and also sometimes, um, like for example, people, I punish people raggle and Spice Girls and say this is fluffy, sugary pop, or whatever. But like sometimes people, <laughs> sometimes we want corny. Sometimes cheesy is okay. You know, everything does not have to be cutesy and serious. You know, it's escapism. And sometimes, like for example, like rereading the Spice Girl songs, like um, what? But listen, he guys, he's from Britain, so like I'm always like, I love a lot of the artists that come from Britain. Don't who, ask me. Who didn't, you, who never, you keep asking me for expertise. I no, don't no, have not, the expertise. Not, not even expertise or whatever. <laughs> but I'm always like, I like a lot of the artists from Britain, especially the ones who never got to become popular in the United States. I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm like y'all slept on some good people. <laughs> you know, the U.S. we're very complicated music market, but um, you know, yeah. I like the songs. It's about so that solidarity, friendship. I didn't realize how one of the songs to become one was actually about safe sex. You know, also it's kind of interesting to see with the Spice Girls how they were able to get like I think I read how they ha- they split all the royalties equally, and you know a lot of times with boy bands and girl groups, part of the reason they break up, whatever, it's like why is she singing more than I am, and why is she getting paid more than I am, and I'm be- making pennies and blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I think those people have to grip with too. It's it's a business as well. It's an entertainment music business. You know, today people rag on J Lo from stealing from black culture, blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. Like, listen, Tommy Matola, I'm pretty sure he knew this whole Latin wave was gonna come up in the late the Latin pop. You know, when Enrique Iglesias came out and he was popular. And also, by the way, with Cardi B, I did, that was such a surprise that she became successful because a lot of people who come up through reality television. They never get taken seriously when they make it to music. It's one thing that they like start off in music and then become reality TV stars, but it was amazing to see how Cardi right. B, you know, did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, uh, I think her music grew on me just because a lot of my friends listen to her. I was like, okay, I give in. I listen to her music as well. <laughs> uh, but as far as um, oh, what was I gonna go with the with the oh the yeah basically oh the Latin pop wave, 
you know, Tommy Matola, I'm pretty sure he knew the Latin pop wave was coming and he was going to get J-Lo on that list. You know, not on that list or whatever, but it's kind of like Enrique, R Ricky, well, Shakira came later on, J-Lo, whatever. So it's like, can y'all be mad? Like, you know, people think strategically, sadly, in the business, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's definitely for sure. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a wacky thing. <laughs> it's a, as it pertains to like trying to guess that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not really, I've, I've always been trying to, I've been trying to think of like what's the next like wave kind of thing, and I get it's not it's obviously not my job to think of that kind of stuff, but it's kind of it's kind of fascinating to th to think about the future and just like where can all of this go now? Because in my opinion, like stuff like trap music is completely plateaued and it's played it can out only in go my down. Opinion. Also, also, yeah, exactly. Also, it can't go any higher than also this. Also, my thing yeah, too exactly, is I just so. I hate it when some things in our culture like eventually it becomes to the world and it's like no longer the best kept secret now you got white people like is it like black queer slang you got white people saying i'm ready to spill some like you know table gonna be spilling the tea and shade and i'm just like <laughs> and, but that's the same thing with trap music now granted i'm from the suburbs but i'll be thinking to myself like y'all have like y'all have basically made trap synonymous with black culture you know now there's like yeah. when I, like my school when we have events like trap painting or trap you know or you know like met with gospel now there's trap gospel i was like okay this is like but 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 i think that's what every genre in music sometimes that shit gets played out to the point where it's like this is not you know like a crunk music you know I mean, I'm sure it was over, you know, over commodified or whatever, you know, disco music, funk music, you know, and it's just another thing that something will come out or something will come in. Now we're in the emo wave, you know, but also like what you were saying, too, is like also I feel like R&B, I guess we're so used to R&B music being so like, you know, now it's today. It's like, let's fuck. But back in the day, it was like, let's make love. But then I feel like it also speaks to our generation. We've become like a gen. I feel like we've become like a situationship generation in a lot of ways. So it's kind of like maybe that's what R&B clings to now. Not that it always has been, but it was always like, let's get married. I want to be with you. I want to sing these big love ballads or whatever. And now, I mean, and also like some rappers, I, I, I try to make this analogy. A lot of these rappers today, like Kodak Black, I think what I don't like is like some of them kind of sound like they just like, Someone just woke them up out of their drunk induced coma, threw a mic in their face, and said, "Get rapping." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I have nothing to say about that. And, and then it's, it's just, like, just... and then it's like, I think someone was saying R and B was. I know R and B didn't hit the same when people stopped, you know, going to church because church is where you learn how to sing, you know, where you learn how to sing, sing, you know, or or when mm. people stop singing in the rain. You know, and then it was kind of a time where I wouldn't say R&B was dead, but it was just nobody was checking for it. You know, when I was by the time I entered high school, because EDM was huge. Then you had Usher doing like, oh, my God, and Rihanna doing dance music. Yeah. And then it yeah. kind of felt yeah. like I mean, granted, white folks were always making R&B. White folks been making black music, period, like country music. Black people made it. But I feel like a lot of I feel like for the, a lot of times white people were making R&B artists, but they were never as crazy successful as, you know, like John B and Tina Marie were. Were never crazy big like how Adele and Justin Timberlake went on to become so big. I don't have an issue with them making R&B music. I just feel like there should be equal, you know, like why can't Tank or Justin Sullivan be as equally big as, as Adele? You know what I'm saying? And of course it goes back to race. It's kind of the same. Like I was telling my friends, whatever, like in terms of the, black, the classic black films or whatever, and some of our favorite actresses in the 90s, now like they were in the 90s, they were icons to us and now they're getting crumbs. And it's like, well, if Jessica Lange and fucking Kathy Bates or whatever and Meryl, you know, Meryl Streep, if they're old, if they could be old and have, you know, and still resonate with our generation, and get movies, roles, and TV shows. Why can't Neil Long? Mm. Why can't um? I'm trying to think of other people like well, Jada Pinkett has a fate, but you know other people like 
from that from that era like why can't they still yeah. be out here yeah. eating and stuff like that like we need to you know if i was ever um a film producer a tv producer whatever like i want to put them back on the forefront of you know you know what i'm saying instead of like all these guest appearances on a tv show once in a blue moon like what <laughs> yeah no it's just you know because it, that's the a... age it's the ageism thing like oh well they're too old and they're old like it doesn't matter I, Taraji P. Henson, Gary, we love them, and they're almost 50 years old. And, you know, especially when you put them, crazy, you put them on TV mm. shows that people fuck with to begin with, it doesn't matter with age. Age ain't nothing but a mm. number. <laughs> In that regard. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, don't know what you're hinting with that, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it, make, it makes sense. Um, as a as a as a point on the, uh, I think what you're talking about, uh, I guess what our generations like. I mean, like go look at you know, I don't know, uh, Living Single, mm-hmm. and then go look at Insecure now. Yeah, like you know, the the the, it's it's different. It's it's different. The goals for every season is different. Um, the the how the relationships work are more, I guess, uh, complicated now. Um, and maybe that's just you know. Uh, writing getting better maybe mm-hmm. you know that's a possibility but you know it's, it's, it is what it is and it's re- and it's it's realistic in that sense where like you know everyone has the uh oh this friend that does this or this friend that does that it's it's you know it's a lot it's a lot more complicated these days not to you know bitch and moan about uh being in our 20s or anything mm-hmm. like that but you know it is it is what Maybe it is and, complications. Still... and what's crazy too is we make mm. you know if you give us and and what i always love about black pe- us black people is, is resilience like you get you can give us a penny and we'll make the best you know of what we can do out of that penny you know a lot of these t- black tv shows and movies we they barely get big ass budgets but they exceed well beyond you know the budget that was originally given but yet, yeah. you know, oh, but yet we still got to prove it to people over and over again. I never bought into, like, it, like that whole, you know, like the black people don't sell magazines. But, like, if Summer Walker, well, Summer Walker or SZA, whatever, if they're going three times platinum, that's not just black people buying their music. That's white people, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, gate, yeah, it's the gatekeepers sure. that just, just, just get pe- me vexed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's always, there's always gatekeepers in some fashion. All right, well, uh, I'd like to finish with uh, two uh, things. Uh, and the first the first thing is, uh, since everyone is uh, on this, uh, everyone's on lockdown and all that stuff, uh, I'd like to ask uh, whoever's on the show uh, what you what you consuming these days. You know, it doesn't have to be music, but like, you know, TV, film, uh, what you're reading, stuff like that. What, 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 are, you, what are you getting into? Right now, uh, my I'll turn that thing on my Audible. Right now, I'm reading um, the new... <laughs> the new yep. uh, I actually have a subscription to Audible, you know. <laughs> Same, yep. yep. Um, yeah, yeah, no. uh, I, I like audiobooks better, especially I can get more things done. Right now, I'm reading All Boys Aren't Blue Thanks. by George Johnson. Um, also, I was going to say that it's National Teacher, it's National Teachers Appreciation Week, and I just, even though my English teacher in high school is a little slightly racist, I, you know, <laughs> I appreciate her because one thing she told, told me was that, you know, get any, all the whole class, whatever, read a book to something that you like. There's books about whatever you like. You know, I had one person yeah. in my class who liked music. Another one was a geek. I mean, not, not a geek. The other one was a weed head. So, you know, there's books on marijuana, whatever the case may be. And in the last 
couple years have kind of taken that into consideration. So now I'm reading George Johnson's book, All Boys Aren't Blue. Um, Janet Mock's, um, uh, I think it's her first book, is uh, Redefining Realness. I finished Tarazi P. Henson's Around the Way Girl. Um, Michael Arsenault's I Don't Want to Die Poor and I Can't Date Jesus. I was going to say, you guys are so lucky in Britain. You guys don't have to deal with the student loans like we do here in America. <laughs> <laughs> or do uh, or, well, do we have our we have our loans. We have okay. our student loans. Trust me. So okay. It's 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 not as um it's not as uh, you know it's a stranglehold as as it is to you guys because yeah. I watched that episode of Patriot Act and I was scared to shitless. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it exists, but it's not as a uh, suffocating. Yeah. As, um, as I actually might reread some <laughs> some books. Um, but um, I can't. I don't. I can't date Jesus. I don't want to die poor, especially when you, about the. Um, I would say George Johnson. Michael Arsenault, um, they're my favorite uh, freelance black queer writers, so it's great to see that they come out with books. And that was another thing, too. It's hard for them to get, you know, books out or whatnot because a lot of people were like, oh, well, white people are not going to read it, and black people are homophobic, and they don't want to read no book, whatever the case may be. But those books have done well beyond expectations. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm looking because I'm like, I'm looking at my book sack right now. So this is, I can't date yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, love, sex, family, race, and other reasons I have put my faith in Beyonce. I love this book. Gabrielle Unions, we're going to need some more wine. Especially if you really want to get into the... She really gives a great insight of what it's like to be, you know, in that celebrity world because she really, like, she really goes into different stories. Um, I haven't listened to Kiki Palmer. I haven't finished Kiki Palmer's I Don't Belong To yet. I want to uh, get a chance to read Michelle... I did get Michelle Obama's Becoming... Um, I haven't read Charlemagne's Up, but I read Black Privilege. But a lot of those books, I'm a nonfiction person. TV show, Hollywood, yeah. I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere. I just, I've, I'm like halfway done with it. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I'm waiting for Pose. Um, and honestly, I'm just spending the rest of my time trying to watch it, trying to watch all the black films I never have, I haven't seen yet, like ever. <laughs> I've seen mm -hmm. some I haven't seen like I'm listening guys it's impossible for me to try to, to, to have watched all these films in my lifetime but I'm working on it slowly but surely <laughs> hey man as long as you're as long as you're trying to you know give yourself that good food in mm -hmm. it and uh, you know just up just up your game on that front and get that knowledge it's all good on that front and all them experiences it's all great um, and the last question that I always ask um, for every interview is uh, what is your top five um, rappers or singers or it can, uh, there you go. It can, it can be whatever you want. It could, it could be five essentials to life. It doesn't really matter. So uh, okay. it's, it's your top five. You have one chance here and do, do what you want with it. Right. So it's your top five. Beyonce, uh, Brandy. Are we doing artists? Artists, or? yep. So Beyonce, okay. uh, uh, Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, and did I mention Mariah Carey? Oh, Brandy. Yeah. So those are my, Ooh, that's a five, five uh, female artists of all time in my love list. Love me some Brandy. <laughs> yeah. I, love me some I don't Brandy. like the new song though. I wish she, I, I wish she could do better. I did like the song she made with Daniel Caesar. I, I love, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that song was, was mm. so good. She needs to go in that direction. I, I've kind of, I feel like Brandy needs to go to kind of like maybe work with the people that Daniel Caesar's worked with and mix it with a little bit of like what, what made her big was a never say never thing. Um, but it's good voice, but yeah. I do better, right. sister. <laughs> <laughs> I can all, we, can, we can always do better in life, mm -hmm. everyone. Nobody's perfect, mm -hmm. all right? <laughs> also, shout out to all the... Even, even Brandy. Also, shout out to all the IG Live battles, because it, now we're finally... Oh, shedding, bro, we didn't no, even talk we're about finally, those. No, because oh. we're finally... Well, maybe next episode. We're finally shedding a light on music producers, <laughs> just because LaShawn Daniels passed away back in the fall, and, you know, I really... I think the Grammys could have done a tribute to him, because he wrote some number one hits. So, because a lot of times, unless you work in the industry or you, like, educate yourself on music, things, or whatever the case may be, you don't even know 
how XYZ wrote and produced all these amazing songs. So yeah. shout out to that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, yeah. As much as much as I don't like IG Live as an interface, uh, the fact that all of these, you know, producers and songwriters, like you said, are just like having their moment is is good. It, it's great. It's great to see and having their uh, having their shine and just uh, you know, well, what's the word? Uh, being given roses to smell while they're still alive and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Kalik, thank you very much thank for you attending. So much. Uh, it's been, it's, it, I, I understand it's been a lot. It, it's been a, it's been a while uh, in terms of this coming, but uh, we finally got it in, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a super rewarding conversation as always. So it's always good. Thank you so much, definitely. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was my talk with Mr. Khalid Crowder. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, Something that I was thinking about, uh, basically as I was editing, you know, in the past uh, couple of days, obviously, before the episode drops, is, you know, the fact that it's Mental Health Awareness Week, and uh, it actually, I don't know if uh, Clink minds me saying this, but um, he uh, literally, uh, like an hour after, you know, uh, we did we did that interview, he had a, you know, a point with, with his therapist, and I kind of... I kind of, uh, I kind of uh, find it fascinating uh, just asking him about that um, after on, off wax, and uh, it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting on that front because I've never, I I don't think, I don't know, I feel like I don't really ne- I don't say I need that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like there are much worse people off than me mentally, um, you know. Like I said in the intro, I'm feeling pretty good to be completely honest, and that's me being completely honest. Like I've. I've you know, there's obviously a lot of things that I wish were better, but you know, that's just how life goes. Nothing's ever, you know, on one hundred every all all, ti- all the time, every time. But you know, in it's like a word that I keep saying to myself, especially this year, considering what's going on, right, is the word perspective. Um, I feel like that's when you really learn that word and you know, trying to try to apply it. Um, to your day to day, and especially when you zoom out as well, um, perspective is something that is greatly underrated. I feel like if you have good perspective over certain things, then your, I guess, mindset could you know has has benefits to that. You know, it can improve just off you thinking about something in a different perspective. Um, uh, you know, negativity is a perspective in a way, like negative thinking and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really want to talk about this in depth. Like I'm a mental health guru. I'm really not. And I don't claim to be. Um, but you know, if you, if you're one of those people that, you know, feel like their perspective needs to be checked, then, you know, there's plenty of resources out there. Um, especially in this day and age, like I feel like in the past maybe five you could say 10 years, but especially in the past five years, mental health, you know, conversations and uh, mental health help um, has, you know, grown exponentially. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's never been a better time to get your mental health in check. Um, one other thing I will say about that is that you you need to care about yourself and, and you know that sounds simple right 
but I've I feel like a lot of people go through this pitfall where they prioritize somebody else's um, you know bad day, bad week, bad year, even right. Um, they prioritize that over themselves, and then when something you know just uh, really takes a takes their um what's the word? sweeps their feet basically they're just completely unaware of it until the impact <laughs> i mean you could be like you, someone's just sweeped you so imagine that you you get you just got your legs swept up right you don't even feel that right but you're just about to fall and you're just about to hit that ground you won't know about that because you're prioritizing you know somebody else's feelings and uh you know you know, each one teach one, everyone care for one another and all that stuff, you know, it's just, that's basic stuff, you know, it's just, that's rudimentary, but, you know, it's something different to think about yourself and to prioritize yourself is selfishness, but it's a necessary selfishness. Um, so, you know, just try and practice that, I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, and again, not a self-help guru, <laughs> really, I'm not, really, I'm not, I, I have not witnessed i've not had the depths of despair that i know um you know people like my sister or people like you know a couple of friends i have or just people in general people in general that i've seen either on the news or whatever you know there's much worse ways of uh, there's much worse uh, uh, people out there in terms of uh, you know how bad their thoughts can be and stuff like that so you know i'm, I'm not I'm I'm privileged in that sense, and I noticed that, and I, re- I recognize that. So, uh, but yeah, regardless of that, check your mentals. You know, prioritize your mentals, and uh, you know, just look up on that perspective. Just 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 get in, just gain a new, just try and gain a new perspective uh, on things. You know, you can you can really turn a negative into a not so negative, or a negative into a complete positive. So I, I feel like that's a possibility for most people. Uh, but yeah, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth End Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Toe, and this has been What's Good. Music has been Baxter by Bob Berrigan and Daylight by Moose Dawa. You can find uh, both of the both of those tunes via the Bandcamp links in the full show notes. You better click those freaking show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe Records, for the ability to use the songs. You can also find Joe's uh, music and Joe Records Bandcamp uh, in the link in the full show notes. Once again, just gonna just gonna ring that home for a third time this episode, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep doing that until uh, till I notice you guys are doing it. Uh, but yeah, regardless of that, I hope you have uh, all have a great week. If you're here in the UK, enjoying the summer heat, enjoy that summer heat. Just uh, you know, chin your gardens. Don't go to the beach. I saw a woman. I saw a woman on the news recently. I'm, I'm, I will end this episode, but just on the tangent, I saw a woman uh on the beat uh, uh like on the tv being interviewed and she's at the beach with her family she drove an hour and a half to the beach and then she proceeded to complain on the interview about people exactly like her going to the beach and not caring about social f- physical distancing rules and i'm just like do do you do you not do you not see what 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 do you not see how you're just okay yeah so enjoy the heat but do it responsibly, okay? Same with drinking, same with gambling, same with physical distancing. You can enjoy it, just do that shit responsibly. Alright, cool. I don't have to come for you? Cool. I don't have to come for you the baseball bat, it's all good. Alright, have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I sure was trying to do the same. Uh, but until the next time, really good interview next up. Really good interview next up.
stuff on the but yeah until then take it easy ladies and gentlemen